Hello, everybody. This is Bob Chalfin. I'm here with Bruce Marks, who's a senior vice president at First Bank of the Lake, which is located, or he's located in Parkland, Florida. And Bruce specializes in working with searchers who want to purchase a business using an SBA loan. Bruce, thanks a lot for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Bob, for having me. I look forward to saying something. So I want there are a lot of people who are looking to purchase a business and they want to use an SBA loan. And it seems like it's a, a very neat and very attractive alternative for the searchers or the buyers when they're looking to purchase a business. Can you just give me like 30 seconds or less? What's What makes an SBA loan so attractive? So in the banking business, we have what uh, an expression called NYC, know your customer. And so when you go to a bank to try to facilitate to get financing, if you don't already have a relationship with a bank who knows you, then by default, they're going to turn to the SBA program for that guarantee to help facilitate that transaction. So the terms and conditions are much better for a searcher or a buyer who utilizes an SBA loan to buy a business. So that's one of the reasons. And generally, because when a searcher is buying a business, there's a lack of collateral. So ultimately, they'll want to turn to the SBA for that. And there's a lot of reasons why an SBA loan is used versus a conventional loan. But it basically stems from the federal government wanting to make sure that a bank is being due diligent and understands who their borrower is. And if you don't have a prior relationship, then you can utilize the SBA program to help mitigate that. Now, your bank, even though it's based in Florida, it's my understanding you're going to lend money to people who are buying businesses throughout the country. It doesn't necessarily have to be in Florida. That's correct. We are a national PLP lender and we lend all over the country. PLP, what does that stand for? Preferred Lender Program, which means you have unilateral authority on behalf of the SBA to make a loan decision on their behalf. Right now, you lend money to the individual, the individual will sign a guarantee, and then the SBA will guarantee a very significant percentage of loan, typically 70 or 80% to the bank. 75% typically to the bank. 75% to the bank. Right. And so that reduces the bank's risk. That's right. Right. And um, so now typically, if someone is borrowing for an SBA to purchose a business and they want to, and let's just have go through three examples. They're sure. purchasing a business where the enterprise value is two and a half million, five million, or seven and a half million. What portion of the purchase price can they typically get from your bank? And how is a deal structured in, in those scenarios? So the multiple that the searcher pays matters because that then determines the overall structure of the deal. So given that, as you mentioned today, being April 11th, where interest rates are at, we know multiples have come down in order to make sure the deal economics pencil out. So let's assume that a searcher is purchasing a business and he's paying somewhere between a three and a half to four multiple, let's just say. So he or she is paying anywhere from three and a half to four times EBITDA. EBITDA, right, exactly. So the typical structure is the SBA requires 
and this is in the SLP, which is Standard Operating Procedures Manual, that 10% equity be brought to the table. That's the requirement. So if, if you're, let's say, buying a million dollars in EBITDA and it's a $4 million purchase price, the searcher and maybe his investors, you know, excluding deal costs, just for simplicity, Bob, would bring in $400,000. Okay, so the searcher and his or her investors would put up 400000 That's correct. And what else? typically the seller will hold a 10% note. Which so is another 400000 Correct. And then they'll typically come to the bank and ask for $3.2 million to facilitate. All right, and $3.2 million. Now, the bank loan, what are the terms of the bank loan at this point now in terms of interest rate and amortization period? So an SBA loan to acquire a business is 10 years. The SBA gives you a 10-year repayment. And it's there's no balloon. There's no prepayment penalty. It's just a 10-year straight amortized loan. And the rate today, a search you can figure is prime plus two, prime being eight, 2%, so 10%. But okay. in dealing with a lot of searchers, we model it out with an increased rate over that for modeling purposes, only because you never know what interest rates are going to do. So if interest rates increase a little bit, so when we bring a deal into underwriting, we use the terminology sensitize, where we add interest rate of another 2%. And what that would look like for debt service coverage, just in case interest rates rise. And it's just a protection vehicle for both the buyer and his investment group, as well as the bank. If interest rates don't go up, great, they can easily service the debt. But we wanna make sure that the noose is never too tight for the searcher and his investors. So we will sensitize that rate as well. All right, so the buyer um, has an adjustable interest. So the, what you're saying is that the rate adjusts, I guess, every with ever any anytime there's changes in the prime. That's right. That's and there's right. no prepayment penalty. So I guess the goal is to help the people buy the business. And then after two or three or four years, when the business is starting to operate and perform, the buyer can refinance the loan with some other bank at a bet at a more attractive rate. And then he or she would have more uh a more attractive cash flow or be able to generate more cash from the business. That's exactly right. And that was really the intent of the SBA when they started the program. So it's it's not, it, I guess most of the loans are paid off before the 10 years through a refinance. That, that is correct. The average 10-year business acquisition loan, you know, repays typically within 4.5 years. All right. So if we buy a business, for if he, the buyer purchases a business for $4 million and assume that it's a 4 times multiple, let's just make the math easy. That means right. that the EBITDA would be a million dollars a year. Correct. That's correct. And the debt service on that $3.2 million loan is about 42000 a month. So it's about a half a million dollars a year. That's right. That's right. And so now that after the EBITDA, they're still going to have another 500000 left after the debt service. So they would that that extra five hundred thousand covers a little bit of the seller note because remember the seller was taking a small note in that example. Let's say that four hundred thousand dollars. Let's just say it's a typical six percent at for five years. You know, so it's going to cost them roughly, you know, hundred grand a year, and then a typical searcher salary of about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. 
That's what I see typically the searchers okay. taking. So that would make it all in, you know, 500, another 100 for the seller, and then 150 for the searcher. So you got about $750,000 going out the window. And the other 250,000 is left to pay the investors their pref. Now the investors are putting in equity. It's not a loan. So, you know, it's going to stay in, but they're going to pay their investors their pref and then use the remaining to help grow the company or, you know. Now the, the seller note, is the mm -hmm. seller note, do they, is is does the buyer have to pay the seller the ongoing interest while the SBA loan is outstanding? Or I thought at one point uh, they don't have to, and they it's it's um, deferred the payments on the seller note. Yeah. So several years ago, the deal the deal in the way SBA looks at transactions differ than it than it did a couple of years ago, three or four years ago, where a, a lot of times they wanted the seller to be on standby for two years, where they had no payments of principal and interest. But things have changed. And so now they let sellers, again, depending upon the cash flow, because cash flow, cash flow dictates everything. If there's sufficient cash flow to repay the seller debt, they allow for that to be paid at the time, like, you know, just like the bank, 30 days after close, right. the seller can get paid. Now of the 400,000 of equity that this, that the buyer is putting up, how much of that actually has to come from the buyer, either himself or herself or their friends and family? So every bank is different. So I'll just throw that out there. So I'll speak to my bank's policy, but that doesn't mean it's the next bank's policy, just to be clear. So the searchers have a choice. So for our, if our in our institution, we want the searcher to have 1% of that 10% or $40,000. So if they're raising $400,000 needs to be put into the deal, we would expect the searcher to put in 40 and raise the other 360. Okay, so you mean 1% of the total purchase price Correct, one percent of the total purchase price, or one percent okay. of the, and they could get the remaining three hundred sixty thousand from friends, families, whoever. Absolutely, yes. Okay, so now the interest rate changes with the prime rate. Is there any floor or ceiling on the interest rate? No. Okay, so that that puts an element of risk in there. Yes, it does. And then also. What are the, there's an SBA guarantee fee that they'd have to pay. And you've yes. told me that the SBA guarantee fee is you take three quarters of a loan amount and multiply it by three and a half percent. And that's the SBA guarantee fee. Yes. And then if the loan is in excess of a million dollars, you add another 0.25% to it. That's right. So let's just use a $4 million loan, for example. You would multiply that by 75%, which is 3 million times three and a half percent, which is 105,000. And then with the SBA guaranteeing any loan over a million dollars that they guarantee, they have that quarter of a point. So you would take that 3 million less 1 million, which is 2 million times a quarter of a percent, which is another 5,000. So your total SBA guarantee fee on a $4 million loan would be 110,000. And that has to be paid up front. Yeah, it can be rolled into the deal. It's part of the deal costs. So it can be rolled in. Okay. And then the other fees that they have, they're going to have to pay for the bank's attorney and an appraisal, which could be another ten dollars to $20,000, I guess. Yes. So they're going to pay, most banks have a packaging fee where, you know, that's what the bank gets for putting the deal together and, you know, getting the SBA guarantee and doing all the paperwork. They charge $2,500 for that. Well, that's a pretty standard across banks. 
then the bank's attorney, like you said, um, a business okay. valuation. So about 16,000, 20,000, somewhere in that vicinity, you know, the searcher can model out for that. And the bank would find it, the, it's the, the appraiser who the bank selects. The bank has to order the business valuation. Yes. It has to be an approved appraiser by the bank and the bank orders the business valuation. And in addition to the buyer's due diligence, he or she would also have to pay fees of about 1% to record the mortgage and the liens and whatever yes. else may be. That's right. Yeah. Right. So this, would this apply for a, a purchase of a business of an enterprise value of two and a half million or 5 million or seven and a half million? At what point does the SBA loan fade away because it's no longer viable? So the SBA maximum loan is $5 million. That's, that's the maximum. Now there are some banks that do what we call peri pursue lending. For example, for we do. And that's where we will add a junior mez strip behind the SBA loan to facilitate the purchase. So let's just okay, say- Okay, so you're using a little bit of terminology. So in addition to the SBA loan of 5 million, your bank would give an additional a million dollar loan, which would be below the SBA loan in terms of liquidation priority. That is correct. That is correct. So let's just take that seven and a half million that you used as an example. If a searcher and his investors put in 750,000, 10%, and the seller held 10%, that would be a million five. So that means he'd be, he'd need six to get the deal done, right? So we could look at 5 million from the SBA and 1 million as a second conventional loan under the same terms and conditions. So it looks like a $6 million SBA loan to get that deal done. Right, and neither loan would have a prepayment penalty. Neither loan would have a prepayment penalty. All right now, what types of businesses will you lend money in connection with the purchase? So the SBA has a very specific type list of deals that are not considered eligible. And then it comes down to each bank's own internal policies, whether they want to look at that type of transaction. So if you open up the SOP, it says that, you know, if, if you're company dealing with money or cash, or that's your trade, those are, that's ineligible to apply for an SBA loan. If you have anything to do with um, books or readings or opinions, you, that's ineligible for an SBA loan. Any type of multi-level program is ineligible. What there's they don't do things for investment purposes. So like people saying, oh, I want to buy a multifamily and I want to get an SBA loan to do that. That's not eligible for SBA lending. So, you know, I would tell the searcher, depending upon the type of business, make sure that first it's eligible. And then secondly, each bank then has their likes and their don't likes. Now, will they, will they do uh, what's known as sin businesses, whether it be gambling or liquor or bet or yeah, gambling, they won't. Marijuana, they won't. But liquor, they will. If you want to buy a liquor store, that's absolutely eligible for an SBA loan. Right now, as part of the purchase, if you're buying the business in real estate, I guess you'd have to have two separate loans: one for the business and one for the real estate. You can, or you can combine them. Actually, so there's a couple of different programs there. So when we have a business that's being purchased with real estate. There's what they call the 504 loan program. 
which is really an acronym for 50-40-10, which is how they structure a deal. But to make simplicity purposes, if a searcher is buying a manufacturing facility and they are buying the real estate as well, the SBA gives you 25 years to purchase real estate. A 25-year loan amortization right. period. The amortization. And then they give you 10 years for the business. So if you want to combine it in one loan and you do an average weighted yield, depending upon how much of the purchase price is allocated to the real estate and how much is allocated to the business, you might end up with a 15-year loan, 16-year loan, 17-year loan. Right. So it's based on a weighted average. It's based on a weighted average, depending upon what the valuation is of each. Okay. Um, is there anything else that we haven't covered? I just wanted to do as a high level. Um, I assume that you know they could be in touch with you. And I, I assume that your bank is not the only bank that does this, but you've been extremely forthcoming with, informa uh, with information to me. That's why I wanted to interview you on this. So no, I, I, great, I, I greatly appreciate it. There's a lot of banks that participate with the SBA program. I would tell searchers that every bank has their likes and, and their don't likes, if you will. There are some banks that, um, you know, will do startup loans. You know, if somebody is purchasing a franchise of the rights to a franchise there, you know, they have a, a specified program for that. There's banks that lend on collateral. There's banks that lend on cash flow. Right. So I always look at it, Bob, as the SBA is kind of like the canvas over the umbrella. And then when you turn it over, you have all the little silver spikes holding up the canvas. Those are the banks. Right. And so there's a lot of misconceptions about and I get this often where a searcher will call me and say, oh, I heard the SBA. And a lot of times it's not the SBA. It's just maybe the bank that they spoke to. So I would encourage searchers to do their own due diligence, find out which banks, you know, that are doing search fund lending. Not every bank does it, right? So like our bank, we specialize in it. There's a couple of other institutions that specialize in it. Okay. So like anything else, just do your due diligence, find and a bank. How long does the entire, thank you, but how long does the entire process take? Our, our you know, that's a great question. A student I, calls you. And right. he or she said that they found the business. How and and how long will it take? So the truthful answer is is there's. Well, I hope so all your answers are truthful. Right. Yes. <laughs> there's so much to get in a deal across the table, from the LOI standpoint to the closing, and it's not about our process or the process of getting an LOI to, a, you know, let's say a stock purchase agreement or an asset purchase agreement. Rose, how long will it take? Typical, if it all goes smoothly, from the signing of LOI to closing is about 62 days. 62, and the LOI is with the bank or with the seller of the business? Seller, seller of the business. Okay, so it's about two months. About two months. Okay. And, and we track it, so I know that. So that's why I say 62 days very specifically. But part of the deal is that the seller has to be in on this because the seller needs to extend a, a, a purchase money note for the business as well. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's a big part of it, right? There's a lot of deals that die in due diligence, you know. Because the seller doesn't want to do it. 
Well, not because of that, because, you know, the EBITDA that they're right. Going and obviously with. those are the other business aspects. Now, right. it's, it's vital that the seller ha- takes back a, a purchase money note. I would always suggest it. It's not absolutely, re- it's not required, by the way, just to be fair. The SBA, if you open up the SBA SOP, Bob, it says that 10% equity has got to go in. So essentially, if a person buys a $2 million business and they raise 200000 in equity, can they get a million eight SBA loan? Yes, they can. Yes, they can. That's the, the SBA program today. Now, each bank may say, no, we don't want to provide 90% financing. And then okay. there's some banks that will say, fine, we're happy to do 90% financing as long as the deal cash. Okay, and it depends on the bank. It depends upon the bank. All right. Well, Bruce, I think we've run out of time, but more importantly, you've been very gracious and forthcoming with information and your time on this. And just thank you very much. Thank you. And it's a pleasure to to be here and, and speak with you. Hello, this is Bob Chalfin. The second edition of my book, A Practical Guide to Buying a Business, is now available. This book, along with my book, A Practical Guide to Selling a Business, can be purchased on Amazon. All proceeds received from the sale of my books are donated to nonprofit organizations.